Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this, the high noon of season five, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every goddamn page of MT2, the Weird Weird West, the second in a trio of time travel adventures for TSR's Marvel Superheroes RPG. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Weird Weird West was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing the first interior map page of the Weird Weird West. I don't know exactly where this page is. I am operating from a PDF. It's the second page in the PDF. Could this be the inside cover? Could this be uh, like a little cardstock insert right after the cover? I'm just not sure. There's no way to tell where this page might be on the basis of the PDF I have in front of me, and that could not be more appropriate because this is a page of maps, and the map we're going to be discussing today is also a seemingly straightforward document that will leave the reader similarly confused about where anything is supposed to be relative to anything else. The best way to listen to today's episode would be to go to the visual companion. I've got it on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash megadumbcast. It's an open post free for anyone to look at. It is dated August 3rd, 2021. And in that post, I have reproduced this map. Go look at this map if you are able, and then listen to me describe the location the map represents by quoting the text from later in the book. Uh, This is a map of an encampment that the player characters run into just a short ways into the adventure. There are going to be minor spoilers, but I can't really talk about these maps without discussing what they're supposed to show. And don't worry, if you want to be surprised by the details of these different encounters and what's going on in the fictional world of the story, I promise you, not only are you not going to know that after this episode, But because of this map, you're still not going to know when we get there in the book. That's the real spoiler. This map is going to leave us in permanent confusion about what's supposed to be going on in this encampment. So, okay, you're looking at the map, ideally. Now let me quote from page 13. This is box text for player characters approaching the alien camp. Spoilers, there are aliens. This is their camp. Quote, you come up a long, sloping ridge. On the other side, about 25 feet below you, you spot what must be the alien camp. The camp consists of seven hurriedly constructed shelters surrounded by a circular perimeter. It is approximately 50 yards from end to end. 20 yards away from the rest of the encampment rests a single isolated shack. Next to the shack are several huge trees. Now let me stop there, give you some information that we're going to get later in the chapter. The single isolated shack mentioned in the text is the research shack which is labeled on the map. Now you'll notice that we're off to a bad start here because this camp does not consist of seven hurriedly constructed shelters with or without an isolated research shack 20 yards away. This camp, per the map that you are hopefully looking at, consists of 23 buildings, assuming that those circular things on the left are buildings and not giant sand dollars, which is what they look like. These 23 buildings are not arranged in a circle. No subset of them are arranged in a circle. The research shack, which is labeled, is not isolated and distant from the rest of the buildings, and there are no trees around it. So on the cartographical front, I would say things are not going great. Uh, So far, this map has nothing in common with the description, except that there is a ridge and there are buildings. I mean, in the map maker's defense, those are the basics. Those are the fundamentals of this map. Could you draw a ridge, some buildings, and some trees? All those things are there. The buildings and trees are helpfully labeled, buildings, and trees, respectively, just to make sure those basics are covered. Good attention to detail from the map maker when it comes to the fundamentals. 
there is, if anything, a level of redundancy to this visual representation of there being trees and buildings somewhere in the vicinity of a ridge. Now, I say somewhere in the vicinity, there's no scale, uh, so we don't know how far any of these things are from the ridge or from each other, or indeed how big any of these things are in relation to each other. One assumes that these buildings are to scale, but as we're going to see, what's depicted here just does not fit well with the concrete sizes and dimensions listed in the text. Is it that certain things here are drawn wrong, or is it that everything here is drawn wrong? It would have been a great help if the map maker had given us one of these convenient labels, maybe a little helpful arrow and a caption, drawn wrong, next to the things that are drawn wrong, because I probably could have guessed that those are trees without the label trees, but I don't know what's drawn wrong. Could have used guidance on that. All right, back to the box text. Put yourself back in the scene. From your vantage point, you can look down the ridge to a small, rocky plateau rising about 10 feet above the encampment. A tall tree up on the ridge helps conceal you from the aliens below. Higher up, the branches of the tree are only about two feet away from the long limbs of the tree near the isolated shack. Now, minor spoilers for anyone who is not conversant with box text. The reason it's mentioned that there's a big tree and another big tree and their branches are very close together is to plant in your mind the idea that if you can't fly, you might want to climb up the one tree, then jump from branch to branch and climb down the other tree to get over to that isolated shack. If you're looking at the map right now, you're going to see that this is a curious proposition. Number one, neither of these trees are depicted. I don't know why. These are the only two relevant individual trees. Like if you were CGI animating this scene, these are the hero trees. So why these two trees in particular do not appear on the map, I just have no idea. Especially given that these trees must be very big indeed. Now, I don't know exactly where this rocky plateau is that the box text is talking about, but based on the text, both the box text here and the details later on page 13, the plateau is definitely on the ridge. It's lower down, closer to the encampment, but still on the ridge. And we know for sure where that is because it's labeled ridge. So somewhere in this ridge that's been drawn on the lower left-hand side of this map, there's a plateau. And on that plateau is a tree. That very large tree's branches stretch to within two feet of the very large tree by the isolated research shack. Now for the motivated potential branch jumper, it's hard to use this map to get a firm sense of what you're getting yourself into since, as previously mentioned, Neither of these trees are pictured, the research shack is not isolated, there are no trees near it, and we don't know where the plateau is that you're supposed to be standing on. But if we make the best fit that we can from the information that we have, the plateau's on that ridge somewhere, we just can't see it, these two trees are there, they're just not pictured. When the author said this shack was isolated, they were lying, I, or I mean, exaggerating. Maybe it's it feels solitary, like maybe it has a lonely vibe. But anyway, let's assume when the text says isolated, it means right there in the fucking mix with everything else. What you'll notice from the map is that the ridge that is our vantage point and the research shack are on opposite sides of the encampment. The ridge is on the lower left-hand side, and the research shack is up on the upper right-hand side of the map, and the whole encampment is in between. So when you're walking across this one branch and jumping to the other branch and then walking across that branch and climbing down the tree that is, we profess in pure faith next to the research shack... You're walking along those branches over all of these buildings. Now, this map has no scale. Neither does the other map on the page. I did look everywhere for a scale. There isn't one. It would have been great if the map maker had written in a caption like conspicuous absence of scale. That would have saved me some time. But I did the work myself. There isn't a scale. Distances are given in the text. The text says that the camp of seven hurriedly constructed shelters surrounded by a circular perimeter is approximately 50 yards from end to end. Now, we don't know which end to which end 
That wouldn't matter if this circular encampment were a circle, but it's not. Also, this page has rectangular buildings and circular buildings. There are not a total of seven buildings. There are not a total of seven circular buildings, and there are not a total of seven rectangular buildings. The best I can figure, there are eight rectangular buildings. All of them are pretty much together. If any one of them is isolated from the others, I guess you could say it's the one labeled leader's building in the lower right-hand corner, but really they're all clumped together. No one of them is distinctly farther away from the rest. Let's assume though, continuing with the hypothesis that the research shack being sort of figuratively or spiritually isolated doesn't count in the text description of these seven hastily constructed buildings. So even though it's right there with the others, right with the other rectangular buildings, what the text means is that there are seven of these rectangular buildings and then the research shack separated from the rest uh, by a, a certain ineffable distance. So forget the research shack. If we take the seven rectangular buildings that aren't the research shack, they still don't form a circle, but they form roughly a square. So if we assume that end to end means from face to face, not from corner to corner, we can kind of figure out what here is supposed to be 50 yards long. Let's assume from face to face the square of seven arbitrary rectangular buildings picked out <laughs> from these eight rectangular buildings. The rough square that they form is 50 yards from face to face. I'm no good with spatial measurements, and to my great shame as a podcaster, I forgot to bring a ruler to this recording session, but I'm going to estimate that the building labeled Leader's Building makes up about 40% of one face of this rough square. Actually, let me fire up my image editor and measure these pixels. What is my life? Okay, the Leader's Shack is about 22 yards long. That's 66 feet, or 20.11 meters, if you prefer the metric system. Although I warn you, these measurements and distances are fundamentally arbitrary that we're measuring and therefore better expressed in imperial units. 66 feet long is this leader's building. That means that if it's to scale, it's about 27 feet across. Like coming in the door, looking at the back wall, that's 27 feet. That's the same measurement, front door to back wall, as the research shack, of which we get an interior view lower down the page. I'm not going to post this picture because there are going to be spoilers on it. You may be visiting the research shack at some point if you can figure out how to cross these branches, and I promise we're getting back to the branches in just a moment. If we accept that scale, then uh, this research shack is pretty cramped. I hope the research doesn't require too much elbow room because we've got like a storage room that's only nine feet from wall to wall. We've got chairs. Past Chris gave some inaccurate measurements here. What he meant to say is that the chairs in the research lab have seats that are almost exactly one foot to a side one foot square cushions. Maybe these aliens have very narrow butts. As far as I recall, that is not established in the canon of this book. I would say this building being 28 feet from front door to back wall is just barely plausible. If that's the case, these would be very small buildings. And that leaves the little round sand dollar looking buildings, which I guess would be ready-made shelters. It would leave those as, I don't know, six foot diameter circular shelters. That's a small shack. And I don't care how small your butt is. That's a small shack, more of a crate, really. If we accept these tiny, tiny measurements, which put the individual trees actually pictured here at, I don't know, two feet across seen from the top, like that's the span of the branches, then the invisible trees that we're supposed to use to climb from the ridge to the research shack, if we assume that the invisible tree next to the research shack is at least behind it, I mean, the logic of the text is that this shack is isolated, and so if we jump to the tree by it, then we'll be fine. But in the actual map, the research shack is right with the other building. So 
if this invisible tree is in front of it, then we're basically jumping into the middle of tiny town square, right? Narrow Buttville's busy main street. We wouldn't be doing that. So let's at least assume that the invisible tree is behind the research shack, not in the middle of the action for everybody to see when we climb down it. If we assume that the plateau on the ridge is like right at the foot of the ridge, the closest it can be to the research shack, and we assume that the invisible tree next to the research shack is right behind it, and I mean right behind it, like the back wall of the research shack is butting up against this tree, then the distance we're sneaking across these branches is well over 50 yards. That's about 45.7 meters. So we've got a big field of trees that are, I don't know, two feet across from tip of branch to tip of branch. School pageant sized trees, like trees that could be realistically played by a six-year-old with their arms stretched out. Those are the regular trees. And then these invisible trees that we're going to use to sneak over to the research shack have branches that stick out like 74 feet from the trunk. And then we're supposed to walk to the end of that 74 feet and jump two feet to the end of another 74 foot long branch. I don't feel safe climbing these invisible trees. So the dumbest thing on this page is that this map, you, you almost would think it's the wrong map. I think your initial reaction if you used it in play would be, I'm looking at the wrong map because it does not even remotely fit the text. And it's not just that it's wrong. It's really saliently wrong. The point of this map is so that the judge can kind of show where everything is. The players can sneak around down there if they want their characters to sneak around in the encampment. You know, you're supposed to like, okay, I'll jump across this branch to this other tree and then I'll shimmy on down and then I'll sneak behind this building. If we believed this map, the actions and options described in the text would be impossible. It is worse than no map at all because it contradicts the text in a way that stymies the actions the characters are supposed to take in this scene. And furthermore, if you try to work out the scale of this map, since none is provided, then you are forced to deduce that the Old West is suffering from an attack of the small butt aliens who apparently sleep curled up nose to tiny butt like dogs. Join me next time for the Table of Contents, which is always tough podcasting, but at least doesn't require me to measure anything on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's theme music, used under Creative Commons license, is Western Firefight 2 by Kula, whose work you can find at kula.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>